Carolina, drove it a deep right. It is high, it is far, it is gone. Oh, that is a Stantonian home run to deep right center. A three-run blast. Here's Donald, airing it out. Deep ball, separation, caught Robbie Anderson. Goodbye, touchdown, Jets. Welcome back to the Metro City Mentality Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Grassi, and I've returned from hiatus. I took a little break because of the holidays. It was going on, and I had some personal issues that I had to deal with. So we're back, and we have a lot to talk about. I want to talk about, I know there's a lot going on in all sports. We had the whole MLB offseason we haven't even gotten to yet. We've got the whole Knicks situation and what's happening with them, the Nets, how they're doing well, the Porzingis drama. So we'll get to all that. Today we're going to focus on the NFL offseason situation for all three teams. I'm going to talk about how, what I think the Bills should do, what they've done so far, the Giants and the Jets, same thing. So we're going to get into that now. And we're going to start with Western New York. We're going to go up to Buffalo, talk about a little bit what the Buffalo Bills uh, situation is for this offseason. And I have to say, I, I like the fact that they held on to their coach. I think that Sean McDermott is the right guy for the job. He got a lot from nothing in a sense where the Buffalo Bills had really nothing on offense and defense it was subpar I would say and finished up pretty well they finished up second best defense in the league they do have some good players on that team I think McDermott is a guy who can make this team whole once he has his quarterback and you feel like now as a Bills fan once you've seen what you've gotten out of Josh Allen this year that he can succeed, and you found that answer. So I think now it's just focusing on the offense. The Bills are going to have about, they have $78 million in cap space right now and change. And when you increase the cap, I think it's going to increase to another $10 million. You do a little bit of cuts here and there. You're going to have probably over $90 million in cap space. Now, I would focus that on getting more weapons on offense, wide receivers. I know LaShawn McCoy's 30 years old. I would try through the draft, try to get a late round running back because we've seen the success that NFL teams have been having in getting those running backs later in the draft. And I mean, in the in the first round, they've, they've succeeded pretty well. But you don't necessarily need to spend a high draft pick on a a, a, a position that isn't a high priority right now. I, right now, I'd be focusing on the receiving depth. And I would spend a little bit of money also on the offensive line, but they they did pretty well this year. They finished about middle of the pack in terms of protecting the quarterback. So I don't think that's a, such a necessity, but you do need a little bit of help. Definitely the left tackle position is a, is a, is a need. So I would spend money on that this offseason. And like I said, draft a running back later on because McCoy, even though he's 30 years old, you can still get something out of him. And if you need to, you can always trade him at the deadline. This is his last year going into his contract, but he will be a weapon for Josh Allen this year going forward. So it'll be interesting to see what the the Buffalo Bills do going forward. I know they, they fired their wide receiver coach, their O-line coach, so we'll see some changes there. But I think ultimately, this is a team similar to the New York Jets where it's going to take over 
the AFC East because we're starting to see the end of Brady. He wasn't the same this year. Obviously, he got to the Super Bowl, but statistically, this is one of his worst years yet. You start to wonder, he's going to be 42 years old. How much longer will follow time? Let him hold on. And Miami seems to be in a mess of its own right now where they don't even have their answer quarterback going forward. They have a new coach going forward after firing Adam Gase. There's definitely a lot of changes there. We've seen some defensive players and offensive players like Jarvis Landry and Dominican Sue leave that team. So it definitely brings hope for Jets fans, Bills fans going forward that they can run the AFC East now. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I want to get into the Giants next. And I got to be honest, I'm a little surprised... I'm also not surprised the fact that Pat Schumer is still has a job with the New York Giants. I'm surprised because he was not great. He was not great at all. He had some questionable calls that definitely affected the outcome of the end of the Giants of missing the postseason in terms of specifically the Redskins game, the Falcons game, the Eagles game, and benching um, Saquon Barkley in the second half. I know it was a, a long shot for the Giants to even make the postseason at that point, but nevertheless, it still had a resounding effect at the end that you just couldn't help but feel as a fan. And I just, I, I don't know if he's necessarily the right person for the job. But I understand why they didn't really make a change because there really wasn't great candidates this year. The only one that I. I thought maybe would have been Mike McCarthy. I could have seen him because he kind of has that demeanor, that Tom Coughlin-like. But he's st- the problem with Mike McCarthy and reason why he didn't get the job is the fact that he's too old school. And that's what got him kicked out of Green Bay because he wasn't willing to change. And I think with the fact that they have uh, the Giants in terms of an offense that's more of or based for this era of football, it The days of defense wins championships are gone. We saw that this year when we had teams like the Kansas City Chiefs who just put up points constantly on offense and pushed their way to having the number one seed in the AFC. The Giants have that nucleus on offense. They have Saquon Barkley. He is a Swiss Army knife that's just volatile on the ground. And then you have guys like Oda Beckham Jr., and you have a tight end that is built almost like a Travis Kelsey in, in Evan Ingram. And then you have a speed guy in Sterling Shepard. The only problem is, is you need to protect the quarterback so he can get it to these guys. So the, the pieces are there. The nucleus is there. And I think if they would have gone Mike McCarthy, the, the fear would have been, well, we saw what he did with Aaron Jones where Aaron Jones had so much potential, and he just limited it every game. We don't want to see that with our star running back. We don't want to see the limitations to this offense that we know can go somewhere. I think if somebody like John Harbaugh, who I mentioned, would have become available, I think the Giants would have definitely been interested. But I also think, which is why I'm not surprised, is the fact that another reason is you don't really want to fire coach after his first season because it, it strains the organization to find more talent at that position because other possible head coaches are going to say, well, if I fail in the first season, what's going to make me not be like, you know, um, Pat Schumer? Well, what is, was it, what's going to stop me from being fired in my first season? I have to relocate my family again and find someplace else to go. So I, I think they, their hands are kind of strapped 
And I thought, and I think they also figured, well, we don't have the guy that we're really looking for right now anyway out there. So let's hold on another year or another two years. Let's see, let's see how it, how it goes next year. Now, in terms of the offseason plan, I think the Giants are going to have a lot of choices, tough choices to make. One is with Eli Manning. We've heard it throughout the year. Eli sounds like he wants to be back. I think, I don't think that's a, a, a no brainer. I think, um, I don't think Eli was the problem last year. I think the offensive line definitely was a root cause. Uh, I think the one problem with Eli is the fact that he's he's not a mobile quarterback, and that's how the NFL is changing now. You don't need to necessarily run for 20 yards when I say mobile, but you need to get outside the pocket and make plays. Guys like uh, Russell Wilson, who makes plays, guys like Carson Wentz, who, who doesn't run but necessarily, or, or Aaron Rodgers, but they move around all the time constantly, and Eli's not that guy. Him and Payne have been limited when it comes to the legs. They almost have uh, Rose, Derek Rose's ankles out there on the uh, football field. So I, I think that constrains Eli a little bit, but his, his arm is still there. He can definitely still deal it out, but he needs time. And, and he did not have that this year. It was evident when we saw the Giants give up 47 sacks on the year. So you got to protect Eli. You definitely give him less pressure now with Saquon Barkley coming into his own. But again, I think you have to, if you're the Giants, in terms of the draft and whatever cap you have, and that's another issue we're going to talk about in a second, you have to focus on the offensive line. And I think, like I said, there's going to be some other changes. Now, if you look at the cap space that the Giants have, it's not much this year. They have about... 22 23 in caps 23 and change so you're gonna have some tough choices to make when it comes to certain players like olivia vernon who's gonna have a 19 and a half million cap hit i think that situation has to be resolved i think you have to either trade him or outright release him i know he's only 28 years old so he's still got a little bit of time he's still in the prime of his career but he didn't really produced to the level that you're paying him this year and I think he's he's not a guy who's going to be that Aaron Donald who can just take over he's a guy who's a complimentary piece so you need another guy in there to help him and I don't think it's worth it when you have other needs I think you can just draft a defensive end maybe pay for a cheap guy like um I think it's Henry Anderson of the Jets who's going to probably be released now that Greg Williams is changing the team to a 4-3 system that doesn't really fit him. So I think for the Giants, I think you can go cheap at certain players at that position and just plug and play or even draft guys. So I, that's one guy I would see as a cap hit. Eli Manning is going to have a $23 million cap hit this year, so maybe some reconstructuring there. Nate Soldier, who did not really impress for what he's being paid. He's going to get $17 million cap hit there. So that'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of that. And then I'm sure they're going to work around the roster a little bit more. But I think for the Giants, they, they definitely need to... They're definitely going to have some changes this year, for sure. And you start to wonder also, when it comes to the draft, because they're so high on the draft board, I think they're sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sixth. Okay. So you have to wonder also, do they go and fix the offensive line and take a guy with that pick, or do they pull the trigger and find a guy to be the replacement to Eli when he's done? Because Eli's right about there. Eli's got, what, another year, two years left? And that's, in general, we don't even know what his situation is going to look like with the Giants after this year if he does come back. 
do they pull the trigger on a Dwayne Haskins or a Kyler Murray? For me, if Kyler Murray's there, you have to pull the trigger. I mean, this is a guy who can definitely be the face of that franchise going forward. And if he's going to decide to opt away from baseball and go full-time for football, then yeah, it's a no-brainer. I mean, the guy has all the talent. I'm not worried about his height. I'm not worried about his size. We've seen this before. We see, we, we've questioned it with Baker Mayfield. We've questioned it with um, Russell Wilson, with Drew Brees. How's that worked out? Pretty damn well. So for me, if Kyler Murray, if you can go get him, if you can trade up for him, if you can get him at six, which would be phenomenal, you don't have to give up any pieces, no brainer. And uh, a second choice, obviously, I've mentioned before is I think Teddy Bridgewater is a fantastic choice. I think Teddy Bridgewater fits what they need and is similar to Kyler Murray. He's still very young in terms of a mobile guy who can get outside of the pocket, use his legs, and work with this offense. Because you think about this offense and you think about what the Kansas City Chiefs did. Really, Sammy Watkins was injured constantly. Sammy Watkins was helping here and there, but it was Travis Kelsey mostly. And it was obviously the speed of a guy like Tyreek Hill. And then obviously they had the running back situation with Kareem Hunt in the beginning, and then it was Spencer Ware and Damian Williams. And you think about what the Giants have, where they have Evan Ingram, where they have Sterling Shepard with his speed. They have Odell Beckham Jr. Though right there is a better offense. And obviously Saquon Barkley, who's just as good as Kareem Hunt, obviously better because of what he did this year under that offensive line and if they're going to fix it what can he do going forward so it's a very volatile offense which is why I think and I've said for a while I don't think the Giants are far off I really don't I think it's just they need to fix the offensive and defensive lines so I think that Teddy Bridgewater with his legs I mean that this could be dangerous dangerous for for defenses definitely and it definitely would help in a in a NFC East that seems that wants to be taken because the Cowboys are right there with their young defense and they got Amari Cooper now sure the Eagles we don't know what the situation is going to be with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz we don't know what they're going to look like going forward they struggled during the season but then when Nick Foles towards the end started picking it up so we don't know if it's going to be the same team and obviously the Redskins don't have an answer quarterback now the fact that Alex Smith is could be done for the rest of his career so it'll be an interesting decision for sure and it's definitely a, an important one. And and also, I'm just going to throw this in there. Nick Foles is sh- for sure an option. He's definitely coming to his own. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen because I think he's going to be tagged. I think that the Eagles are afraid that he might go to the Redskins or the Giants. So they're going to tag him and sign him and trade him instead of letting him choose. Because obviously the Giants would be a pretty nice destination with those pieces that I had just mentioned. So that's one thing. But uh, back to the to the defense for a second because I know I mentioned Olivia Vernon the Giants were 31st tied um for second to last in terms of sacks so obviously you need to fix that position but also the secondary is pretty good this year but Janoris Jenkins is 30 years old and you're paying him 14 and a half 14.7 I think it is um this year on a cap hit so you definitely he, he is good still but you definitely have to start thinking about the future for that secondary and I know defense don't win cha- doesn't win championships, but you want to kind of have that same situation you had this year where the Giants were, I think, middle of the pack and giving up touchdowns allowed. So that's not too bad. So I think it's a, that's another, another thing they could address in free agency, probably on the cheap. Honestly, don't be surprised 
a guy like Morris Claiborne, who just played for the Jets and is probably going to have to find a new home and would not probably would not want to move far. I, I could see that happening on the cheap for the Giants, maybe a one, two-year deal. Now, finally, I want to talk about the New York Jets. The creme de la creme we left at the end. Now, the Jets had a lot of ups and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of downs this year. And that's going to happen when you have a rookie quarterback. But the upside from what I've seen, the fact that he went from, he had all his mistakes in the beginning and at the end, what he showed against the Texans, against the Packers, against the Bills at the end was phenomenal. And the fact that Sam Darnold, he finished number one in QBR after week 12 going forward. From week 12 to week 17, Sam Darnold was first in QBR. Didn't really show it against that Patriots game, but we didn't really show anything during that Patriots game. So I have to say, the future is bright. And when they did their coaching search, that was an integral part where they had Sam in on every meeting. He was Skyped in every time, or if he, or he was there physically, because they wanted him to ask his questions to the coach and find out if he was comfortable with that person. And they, they were very extensive with their coaching search. And yet they still pulled the trigger on Crazy Eyes McGee. Adam Gase... I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm skeptical. And the reason being here's I I'm afraid of what happened in Miami could happen here. Adam Gase had trouble getting along with these diva like players. He lost the locker room. They ended up sending Jarvis Landry away. We don't necessarily know why, but the fact is you're going to have those players if you're coming here. If the Jets are going to get a Le'Veon Bell, if they're going to get Antonio Brown, which they are rumored to be in conversations with, I've heard some things that they have kept in good contact with the, with the Steelers, trying to push for a trade. But if they're going to pull the trigger on a guy like that, you got to mesh with these personalities. You cannot have dissension in your locker room. And you need an Antonio Brown. This is not a situation where... It's, well, we don't need his attitude. We don't need, um, I know he's a great player, but we can get someone else. There's nobody else coming. You look at that free agency list, there's nobody. All the good players are gone in terms of the receiver position. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen. But talented, elite receivers are a hard commodity to find. And sure, you can go through the draft. You can draft a guy. Doesn't always work out. Look at Stephen Hill. How did that work out? Okay, we've drafted, we've drafted a couple other guys since then as well. Devin Smith didn't work out either. Both second round receivers, both highly talented, both coveted in terms of draft value. Doesn't always work. So you got to take you got to take a chance on that. I know they re-signed Quincy Nua. Love, love, love that deal. I think he's phenomenal. I don't think he's a number one, which is great. They're trying to get him as the number two. That's fantastic. I think, I know Jermaine Curse is going to be a free agent. Robbie Anderson is going to be a free agent. Um, I love Jermaine. I think with, with Robbie, he, he, he's got all the talent, but he's a problem in terms of off the field. So I would let him go. I would tender him, though. Put a second-round tender. See what, see if any team bites. You get a second-round pick if he signs somewhere. And you need that second round after you traded for Sam. You need some depth here. So the primary thing this offseason is the continued growth of Sam Darnold. Get him receivers. Fix his offensive line. That offensive line was atrocious this year. Okay, it wasn't as bad as the Giants, but it, w- it was pretty bad. You definitely need to retool it. And with 
over 100 million in cap space. Probably going to be around 107 million, 108. You have plenty of money. And I would, I would seriously consider getting rid of Spencer Lawn after the terrible season he had. You could save some more cap space there. Obviously, you're going to like Buster Screen grow, go. You're going to have some cap space there. Morris Claiborne as well. Sign good quality offensive linemen for this kid. Surround him. And you definitely need to address the running back position as well. Crowell was okay. Blah, pal, we don't know what the future is. You have all this money. Go and pay for Le'Veon Bell. We talked about earlier about Saquon Barkley has taken off a lot of pressure off of Eli. Le'Veon Bell will do that for Sam Darnold. He's a Swiss Army knife just like Barkley where he can catch and run. He is, he is absolutely worth the money. And I think he needs to be the top priority this offseason. And, necess- and not necessarily you're going to get Antonio Brown. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's the main focus. I would say Le'Veon Bell is the main focus. And if you can't get Antonio Brown, you sign one of these free agents. And then you also draft a guy. Riley Ridley, I love coming out of this draft. I love Miles Boykin. I think he's underrated. I think this kid could be phenomenal from Notre Dame. So like I said, those are two just main things that the, the Jets have to do. I'm just afraid with Adam Gase to come back. Full so great. I know we got off on a tangent there. You're going to have to mesh with these personalities. you got to make it work. you got to learn from your stakes in Miami. And that's one reason I'm a little bit skeptical. The other reason is I don't like how necessarily he worked well with Kenyon Drake where Kenyon Drake started to get less and less touches when you could see he was the more volatile running back in that backfield. Maybe that was had something to do with something inside the locker room. But either way, I, it, I was a little bit skeptical there. But those are the points I don't like. The things that I do like that I have heard is the fact that, yes, he's an offensive-minded coach. He's a young coach that can grow with Sam. He's been in this AFC East for a while now, so he knows this division he knows Tom Brady and the Pats they did well against them Miami's always given them fits um obviously the Bills as well so that's another piece that I like I'm just hoping look the only way this works is with wins obviously all this skepticism and all this fear goes away once they start winning so I wish him the best I hope they do well I love the Greg Williams signing I think he's going to be phenomenal. Him and Jamal are going to mesh so well together. I can't wait to see that. I think he's a great coach. I don't know how the <laughs> the offensive coordinator that we got, I think it's Daniel Loggins, I think that's his name. I don't know how that's going to work. I know Gase calls the plays. He's more, Loggins is going to be more like a Bellamy in Kansas City where he has the title, but he's not calling the plays. Reed is calling the plays. It's going to be like that situation. So, I listen, I have faith in Sam. I think this is a much better situation than we had last year, obviously. I mean, you think about it. Is Would you rather have Bowles here? Would you rather have, oh God, Jeremy Bates calling the plays again? No, nobody wants that. So let's see what happens. We've definitely, we've, we started the changes. We, there's a few more coaching things that we have to get through before we can start focusing on the offseason. I know Gay said he wants to finish up the coaching search before he can start taking a look at the roster. And obviously with this number three pick, there's definitely some choices that need to be made. For me, I what I would like, I would like a guy like Nick Bosa. And I know everybody's saying, well, he's not going past one or two. Well, think about it this way. Leonard Williams a few years ago, he was the number one 
so he was a number one choice or in terms of draft value he, he was the best player in the draft dropped down to six for the Jets Jamal Adams same situation nobody said that he was getting past three ends up dropping down to six for the Jets Sam Darwin he's, he's going number one drops down to three for the Jets we've seen this before and obviously the whole quarterbacks go one or two or quarterbacks always go high is going to play a factor I don't think the Cardinals are going to be picking at number one this year I think someone is going to try to trade up and get Kyler Murray if he's there maybe someone goes up for Dwayne Haskins so it's possible that the Jets do have Nick Bosa fall in their lap just like these players have fallen in their lap the last few years but also I would I would seriously consider trading the number three pick if one of these guys do want to come up like the Giants or the Jaguars or the Broncos and leapfrog somebody and get a quarterback, get a Dwayne Haskins, get a Kyler Murray or somebody else in this draft that they like. I would seriously entertain it if the package is, is, is there because you need some. Now that you have your, your piece for the future, now that you have your quarterback, now you got to build around it. Now you need some more young pieces. Sure, you have cap space, but couldn't you wa- don't you want a, a receiver like I mentioned, like Boykin or Ridley don't you want an offensive tackle like Jonah Williams don't you want a defensive end to get in there obviously it won't be Bosa but if you can get a guy later in the draft that still has tons of value yeah you're gonna want that so there's a lot of moves to make here and it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be fun because now we see the light at the end of the tunnel as Jets fans we see that the future is getting brighter now it's just time to put those other pieces of the puzzle together you got the corners. Now, finish the middle. We'll see what happens on that front. It's going to be a very, 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 very busy offseason. We'll see what happens for all these three teams going forward. And last but not least, I wanted to finish up because I know we're doing this podcast a day before the Super Bowl. I'm going to give my prediction before the big game. I hate the Patriots. I really do. And everybody says you can't go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I'm going against them. And the reason being is, is not because I want them to lose, which I do, is because of the fact that I feel like the Rams have the pieces to take down the Patriots. They have Ndamukong Sue, who's played against Tom Brady multiple times in Miami, knows how to get to him. They have Aaron Donald, who just cannot be stopped. They obviously traded for Dante Fowler Jr., so you got three big pieces on that defensive line. They have in the backfield... Corners like Akeep Tlaib, who's played with Tom Brady. He knows what he's good at. He's what he what's good. What he does well, he knows what he does that's bad. So obviously that's going to help. And then you you have another guy who played against Tom Brady in the AFC Championship in Marcus Peters. So I think that the pieces are there. And obviously you're going to need to put up a lot of points. The Patriots try to take away your best player. They're probably going to try to take away Todd Gurley. Okay, you still got C.J. Anderson. They're probably going to try to, again, probably going to try to focus on the run game. Jared Goff, he's got potential. We saw it in the first half, started slow down in the second half, and we're seeing it again in these playoffs. We saw it against the Saints in this last game. So don't count Jared Goff and that offense out. Obviously, Brandon Cooks, who played with the Patriots, they let him go. They kind of said, okay, this isn't working out, and just dumped him off. Well, the Rams believed in him, and I think Brandon Cooks is going to want some revenge on the Pats. He's going to he's going to take it out, and don't be surprised if he has a huge game. So, I think there's definitely a lot of pieces here that are working in the Rams' favor. So that's my choice. I take the Rams. If you want to score, it's going to be close. It really is. I know Vegas has a 60 point over under. I'm going to say 30-27.
That's that's just my prediction. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Again, uh, I'm going to focus on the next episode because the football season's almost over. We'll come back to it when we have the free agency and the draft. I'll do a draft special. We'll do a, a free agency special. We'll, hell, we'll even do a, a fantasy football special. I'll do some articles here and there. I know I did one if you want to check it out. The um, link is at the uh, our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, at Metro Standard Mentality uh, for each one. And... Uh, I did a whole section on, uh, in the middle of the year of what I think the running back rankings are going to look for this year. I'll do one again. I'll do a wide receiver this time, and I'll do a tight end quarterback one later. So I'll do that during the offseason. But the next episode will probably do the baseball special. Hopefully Machado and Harper have signed by then. And then we'll do a Knicks one and talk about the whole drama with Porzingis and the net, what's going on with the Knicks and Zion and the Nets. We'll go over all that good stuff. So... Again, remember to check us out at Mentality on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow. If you like this episode, check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Again, we'd love a subscribe, a like, a listen. And remember, biggest of all, it doesn't matter if the Patriots lose. It doesn't matter. It's going to hurt a lot. But if they, if they win tomorrow, it's going to be okay, guys. Because if it ain't Metro City, it's going to be mental. We'll see you next time.